please continue to hold, and we'll be with you shortly. Thank you for holding. How can I be of service to you today? Yes, I have this recurring charge on my monthly statement, and I can't figure out what it's for. Well, we'll certainly do our best to help you. What does the charge say on your statement? Well, it's a $275 charge. And it just says Iraq War. Yes, ma'am, that is correct. The Iraq War cost the average American family over $16,000 since the war started. Are you kidding? Well, I never signed up for that. I'm sorry, ma'am. You don't sign up for the Iraq War charge. Tell me, have you enjoyed your war so far? It's a standard charge for all Americans. Have you gotten a picture of who they are? Oh, that doesn't make any sense. creator for more alternative media via podcast. Another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show. Today is Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. 
You had enough of this shit yet? Stop it. Stop that. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I have. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please use it at your own risk. Show is copyrighted by me and Podbean and whatever. No part of it can be reused or rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form without my written consent, or you can just ask. Finally, the show is opinionated. Under no circumstances whatsoever should opinions be taken as advice. If you're seeking professional advice, strongly encourage you to hire a license if required. Person in his or her field there, little Tommy. Hey, man. No. I thought the ex-wife left. There's the neighbor. Wake up. What's happening? Welcome to quite possibly the last show here on Podbean. And I'm going to explain. So is shit crazy or what? Can can people, I mean, is it just me? Just tell me. And I'll go check myself into the nut house right now. Right now. Okay. This is the original Red Pill Show. This is to think different and think out of the box. And I'm not going to get into politics or any of that horse shit right now or probably at all. <laughs> But come on, isn't it just a little crazy? It's like, what? What? I mean, any sane person should be able to look at this and go, what the fuck is going on? Really? Or is it just me? So <laughs> it's a, I'm trying to wake people up to their full potential, whatever that means, which is unlimited, quite honestly, all your restrictions and all your, well, I can't do that. If that's impossible. I love hearing all that is only limited by you. Like, for instance, Tim, you're going to do a podcast and blah, blah, blah. And if you would have told me that 12, 13 years ago, I would have said you're crazy. No way. I ain't doing that. Why? Why? And I'm asked, I'm asked that all the time. Why do you do this show? Because something's not right here, man. Ever since 2008, when I recognized it with the financial meltdown. And it goes way before that, depending on how far down the rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland and the Mad Hatter and all that other shit you want to go into. That is also unlimited. But let's just let's just say, just just say you have all this figured out. And if you do, please tell me, <laughs> fucking tell me what's going on. I'm just trying to figure things out. And then you get on all the social media things and you do your homework and you have the internet and you have all this information at your fingertips, like a big ass encyclopedia when you were a kid, depending on your age. Cause that's what you did. 
back in the day. You picked up a book. Tim, I need you to do a, a, a report on whatever when I was in school. Okay, well, that went right to the encyclopedia. And nine times out of 10, you just copied out of it, which was plagiarism, which I didn't understand. I, you know, I don't know. But you're supposed to read and get all this information unbiased and uncensored and whatever, and then make up your own mind. Well, you can't do that. It, and is this just me? You can't do that anymore. And then when you say something that's like, whoa, where'd that come from? Oh, that ain't right. That can't be right. How do you know? How do you know what's right and wrong and good and evil and left or right or up and down? Everything's bass backwards. I guess the best description is the truth. What's the truth? I mean, really? I mean, if you're in a court of law or the FBI comes over or you're under oath or blah, 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 you have to tell the truth. Fine. What about finding the truth? What is the truth? And then you get on Facebook and Twitter and all this crap and YouTube. And I, oh, well, that's the, are they saying, well, that's the truth and we don't want you to make people think and oh my god find out the truth or do they like well that doesn't meet community standards and uh how dare you go down that road do you know let's let's just go way out there in my little researches and finding on my own my homework my picking up my encyclopedia do you know that people that astral project through deep meditation anytime they go to the moon they're told to go away. What the fuck is that? Really? They're all warned. Do not come any closer. All of them. What's that? Really? Now, do I believe that? Is that the truth? Fuck, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I saw in the encyclopedia, in the encyclopedia which is, I don't know, is that a fact? Oh, there's your fact check. I put up predictions on Facebook and Facebook came and say, oh, due to our fact checking, your post is, uh, you know, whatever. Oh, really? Huh? Okay. So how do you find the truth and what is the truth? I don't know. I really don't. And when I come on here, I'm not saying I'm spewing the truth. Oh, this is what I found. This is it. This is it. You know, really? So my, my objective or my, uh, my platform or whatever, isn't to tell you the truth. It's for you to find the truth. And when you keep doing that, it seems to be more resistive or harder. And uh, quite honestly, last night, yesterday, something happened between with this, well, uh, I guess you're fact-checking and therefore your post is whatever. Your post is what? I didn't say it was facts. And I didn't say it was the truth. I put up like 
15 predictions of what's going to happen here, in my opinion, based on my search for the truth. And actually five of them have already came true. <laughs> so, and I just put this post up three or four days ago and it was without any prior knowledge or information. It was just me seeking, looking for the truth. I got to turn my coffee down because I'm it's percolating. I got an old percolator. I love it. Hang on a minute. So my whole, there's some people in the chat room. Good morning. What are you doing up listening to me? Are you insane? Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, my whole purpose of this 12, 13 years ago was to wake people up and find out what's really going on. That's it. And that's for you. That's not for me to tell you like a lot of people are doing. Oh, I got all these uh, reports and documents and blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, fine. That, that's fine. Then go, go down that road. This is more of a personal spiritual journey for you. It did start in the beginning, how we're all getting fucked with the financial system and everything else and quantitative easing. And we've gone down that road before many, many times. And, uh, it's going to go to zero failure. The dollar is going to zero. It's almost there, but nobody cares. Oh, that would never happen. That's never happened. Really? Uh, look at Zimbabwe, look at the Weimar Germany, and then who got power after that? Yes, it has happened. But since we're the United States of America, that could never happen. Nobody would ever let that happen. We're a republic. We're a democracy. Really? I guess. I don't know. That's what it appears to be. So if you really want to really go down the rabbit hole <laughs> or but into yourself, I'm watching, um, David Ike on Gaia or G A I A Gaia network through Amazon TV or whatever. I have a TV that has the interface with Amazon and, uh, it's like, it's get out of the matrix or exit the matrix or some shit like that. I'm in the second episode and my head is just fucking spinning. I'm like this guy. He pretty much he pretty much says the paranormal's the normal and the normal's the paranormal. Which you want to talk about facts? It's been proven that this world's binary, which means zeros and ones. What does that mean? And I don't want to get into God and a creator and all that kind of stuff. All this shit came from somewhere. <laughs> so somebody did something, whether it's a sim game for some assholes and we're all in a computer generated world which i don't believe but what do i know or we were big bang darwinism created theory or which was really far out are you fucking kidding me or some guy sitting on a cloud invented us. i don't know i i really don't know but in order to find the truth for you, you have to look at all the options, read the Bible, read atheists and what they think and Darwinism and evolution. And then God, 
and all this stuff and David Icke and the Matrix and all this stuff. And you'll pro- one of the smartest, cleverest things I've ever heard is you need to learn everything you can about something and forget it all. Because it keeps you open-minded and it doesn't program you. And that's where I'm coming from. I just got all this shit in my head and all what I see and more, more intuitively what I feel, which is my gut instinct, which you're, then you're kind of getting into the paranormal. If you want to call it, I don't know what you want to call it. The psychic realm, the empath realm, vibrations, intuitiveness. I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it, but that stuff can't be proven or measured because it can't. But what can be measured is community standards and saying things and putting predictions on Facebook and then calling them they're not facts. No shit. They're called predictions. They're not facts. And predictions are only based on my intuitiveness. And one thing I do believe in is scientific or psychological behavior. People can say whatever they want, what they do speaks volumes and it also heightens the predictability of well they said this like like fucking biden just said oh there's nothing we can really do about the trajectory of covid19 really i saw debates that he said he's gonna fucking take care of all this shit now he can't see (laughs) so i don't think president trump would would let this play out if he had the control or had the control or power to do something about it, do I think he waited too long and didn't act? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, but now the cat's out of the bag. There's really nothing. The genie's out of the bottle and Biden saying, I could put the genie back in the bottle. Bullshit. No, he can't. Nobody can. So, and I don't want to get into politics. I'm, I'm saying that because it's behavioral science. What somebody says they're going to do, and it doesn't even have to be on a personal level of that person. It could be situational like COVID-19. I think if something could have been done very proactively, should have been done. It wasn't been done. Now, nothing can be done. They were fucking with the cork on the bottle of the genie and kind of like open a little, shove the bag in. It's like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. No, don't open that. And then they said, fuck it. And they opened it. And you're not getting the genie back in there. Nobody is. So the only way the genie's getting back in the bottle is if he or she wants to go back into it. And I don't really think that's going to happen unless you trick it, her, him. But quite frankly, I'm getting sick of this. Podcasts are awesome. I mean, I got people listening in here. Great. I don't know. I'm resonating with you. I don't want you to agree with me. I don't want you to disagree with me. I want you to listen and go. I never really thought about it that way. Hmm. Wow. Intriguing. Kind of like fucking Spock off Star Trek. That's illogical. You know, oh, that doesn't meet community standards. The same shit. And then, but when Spock goes fascinating, because there's no fucking reason why or how or logically what just happened happened, but it did. So what the fuck is that? Sorry, I'm swearing, I'm swearing so much. So what is that? What is that? 
fascinating. And a lot of things were fixed or resolved by Captain Kirk using his intuitiveness and emotions and gut feeling. That's not logical. Right? That doesn't meet community standards. See what I'm saying? If you use your God-given abilities that can't be explained, oh, you don't meet community standards, you're deplatformed. I don't want to be deplatformed because I just saw it on Facebook by my predictions, by some algorithm, I'm assuming, saying these aren't facts. Therefore, your post is, you know, whatever. I got pissed. I ain't fucking. So what I did is I did a podcast and I fucking read them all off. Fuck you. Sorry. And that's where I'm coming from. I don't want to be deplatformed. I don't want to not be able to speak as long as it's not a hate, racism, keeping people down. I want it to be enlightening and help people figure it out, whatever it is. Okay, I got to get coffee. Hang on. Go get your coffee and come back. That's what I'm going to do. Hang on. All right. So, okay. So who's in the chat room? Tappy. I can't really see that. I don't know if it's my eyeballs acting up or Tappy Edel, Michael bear, 2019, Kevin, Mr. A and some others. There's like six or seven people. Good morning, guys. Thanks for joining. Any input, any time uh, is fine. I, if I, you know what? I can't, I'm really getting pissed because I flipped to a Mac and then I tried to get into my accounts and it keeps wanting my passwords and I'm telling him to save them and it's not, so I don't know what's going on. Otherwise I'd open the phone line, but nobody ever really does that, which I love. I love interviewing and talking to people. Good morning, Mr. A. How are you? Does any, see, you can chat, you can communicate with me. I'll read them. I kind of have a bad habit of not reading them because people don't know what they're saying. So I have to read that so you can understand my reply. I got to work on that. But I was a rant on a rant here about it's just i guess without sounding corny it's obtaining peace and happiness in the truth but we're never taught how to do that and when we are well you need to go to church and give the collection plate and all this kind of crap and then god will accept you into the kingdom of heaven really Yeah, because everything you need to know is in the Bible. Hmm, that could be. I don't know. I know some things are, but if it was that simple, then it would be that simple. Maybe it is. I don't know. But one thing I do know is God and everything else is definitely being taken out of this country and everything in it. 
which was a God centered Christian centered country. I mean, that's why the pilgrims left. Well, not the pilgrims, but I mean, I guess you want to call them that, but the people that left England to come over here and told King James to go fuck himself because he was trying to crack down on the Bible and didn't want people having free will and free thinking. So he, uh, allegedly took parts of the Bible out, which people still do, by the way, you'd be surprised too. And, uh, they said, fuck you, we're leaving. And at one point in time, our government did print Bibles for people and people don't know that the documentary or show, um, monumental by Kirk Cameron from growing pains. It's fun. I don't care what you believe or don't believe. Just watch it. And you'll be like, Wow. And I'm not here to preach. I'm just saying the idea of a higher power or something greater than yourself uh, is being wiped out. And it's always scientific facts. Okay. Well, a scientific fact is this. Unless you're wearing an N95 mask or higher in equivalency for efficiency and filtration, it ain't going to do a fucking thing. Okay. Except probably asphyxiate yourself. So the mask police need to educate yourself on top of people that are going around wearing these things that don't do a goddamn thing, except make you rebreathe or recirculate your carbon dioxide. Okay. That's a scientific fact. Go look it up. But it, it seems to be the people that are telling us to wear masks. I, 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 I don't, I don't know what it is unless it's a bunch of fear monitoring control crap. I don't. Then if you don't agree with it, Oh, no, well, that's not a fact. Yes, it is. Uh, or it's my opinion. They can't even give your opinion anymore. So the whole thing about this is this shit happened on Facebook and then something else. And quite honestly, unless it's a friend, I, and sometimes, and even in those cases, I really don't care what you think of me. I'm way beyond that. Would I prefer you to have some type of affinity or resonate with me? And I mean, everybody likes to be liked, right? I mean, it makes life a lot easier, but quite honestly, I don't really care. I would prefer that, but I don't. But if you dislike me, for whatever reasons, then apparently we don't have affinity and you don't get what I'm saying. And what I really can't stand is people say that they are your friend, but they're not. That's just being two faced. And I don't like that either. I like authenticity. Be authentic, be real. One thing when I lived in Illinois and I was out seeing a band I'd have people come up to me and go, Hey, I listened to your show. I'm like, cool. Thank you. You go, you know what I really like about it? And I'm like, no, I have no fucking, I don't know what, what do you like? That it's real. It's real. And if you're funny and you entertain me and I've had other people say, you make me think. So mission accomplished. It's not for you to like me. It's not to make money. It's not to be famous. It's not any of that thing. 
I have decided I'm one of those people that seems to be in the minority or very rare that I like to share what happens to me in my life and how I'm dealing with it or what I'm doing. So quite possibly you can deal with it and find your own way. I'm not telling you how to do it because it's to each his own and every situation is individual. So it has to be handled accordingly on an individual basis. But if I can steer you and I don't even like that word, but if I can lead you to, or make you think like for a book, for instance, a book called it's okay that you're not okay. I endured so much loss. I don't even want to get into it. And we aren't taught to deal with loss and the biggest loss a human being can deal with is the loss of a loved one or a child. Same difference, but spouse, child. I mean, fuck, put my dog down, damn near killed me. Second loss that a human being can endure is divorce. And I'm not getting into that. The point of it is this. I read the book and it was written by a woman that has been trained, educated, certified, licensed to help people deal with losses, grief. So she kept preaching to these people in her indoctrination and in her education. Well, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. So one day she goes home to her husband and finds him dead from exercising on a cycle, dies of a massive coronary heart attack, dead. So she starts applying her grieving processes and remedies or whatever to herself that she was taught and trained and was helping other people deal with grief and loss and pain. And she found it didn't do a goddamn thing except, sorry, except make her more mad and pissed and people coming up. I'm so sorry for your loss. How the fuck do you know what I'm dealing with? Her comments like, well, just, I heard what happened. I'm so sorry. It's just be thankful and grateful that you had a long marriage as you did. It's like, what? Two things were not taught. And obviously if you are, if you decide to go into this professionally and get licensed and certified and all this horseshit, two things we have not taught, been taught to deal with because you're only taught through experience is loss and then grieving and then not only dealing with it, but helping other people deal with it. And this woman said every time it's a phenomenal book, it's called, it's okay that you're not okay. And even if you haven't dealt with any major trauma loss, I really recommend you read this book because when you do, you're going to need it. And that book could be go, oh, that does, let's put that on Facebook. Oh, no, we fact-checked all this. This is all bullshit. This is not how you deal with grieving and loss. Fuck you. See? How are we going to be innovative and figure things out if we don't let people be innovative and figure things out? That's not factual. 
Really? No. But tell, I'm not a big fan of him, but tell Thomas Edison that. I don't know how many times he tried to invent the light bulb and he finally did. And I'm sure he was told, you can't do that. He did. Nikola Tesla. Look what he did. Look what Steve Jobs did. Phone. I, I, what's an iPhone? What's an i? Well, the iPod came first. What's what's that? You just can't make products and expect people to buy them when they don't even know what they want. No, that's exactly what you do. But that don't meet any MBA marketing class at college or Harvard or any. Um, what is it? Prestigious or high-level university, Wharton, whatever. You you don't make products thinking, well, yeah, people need this and they want it when you don't even ask them first. It's a fascinating book, another book, Steve Jobs, the book. And they're having marketing meetings and trying to figure out what products to come up with. And somebody said, well, we need to ask people what they want. And Steve Jobs says, how can we ask people what they want if they don't even know what they want? Exactly. So how do you know what you want if you don't even know what the fuck you want unless you try to figure it out? And that's what I'm saying. But this Facebook shit, again, I've been off of it five, six, seven, eight times, too many times to count. It's just getting worse. And then supposedly the information's being done, whatever, with it. And now, if you were a Trump supporter, they're going to use that against you somehow. I want to make it perfectly clear. I support the president of the United States. I don't agree with him or her or whatever. But I support the position in the person that is in that office. Period. So there you go. Who do you support? I support the president of the United States. Because anything other than that is damaging. I've never seen a person treated so badly in my life. Disrespected, attempted to be destroyed from day one. And you know what? I don't know if it's going to happen to Biden, but if it does, I'd, I'd have his back on that too. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But what I do know is I'm not putting my trust and faith into social media anymore or YouTube, or monetization, or anything of the kind. So the reason why I came on here in a really long roundabout way is that I'm on Podbean. I'm also on Freedom Revolution Network, which a friend of mine runs the network, and I'm on there too. But I want to go to the next level, and I don't want it based on any platform until... I have to have my podcast broadcast live streams, whatever they want to call these things. They can't. Well, Tim, we've been getting too many complaints. Okay. About what? Well, we don't want it. That's great. We don't, we can't really, we don't want to tell you that. Well, from who? We don't really want to tell you. Well, why don't, you know what? If you got any complaints, this is the place. 
the chat room, the phone, conversation. You can tell me, you know, there's a lot of hearts in here and a lot of everything, and this is great, guys. I love it. But there's two sides to a coin. You know, spread. it's harder to spread the love than it is hate. Jeez, haven't we learned that already? By what's transcended or what's transitioned or whatever the correct term is in the past couple years? Good Lord. He, hate, he too, actually. Hate spreads like wildfire. Love doesn't. This is great. It won't go any further than here, and it's okay. I don't really care, but you can bet your ass. Oh, the original Red Pill Show and Tim Parsons, gee, that guy's an asshole. You know, I'm going to complain, and I'm going to get him deplatformed. Yep, that's what's going to happen. Forget all the love and all the compliments and all the resonating that I've done to try to make you wake the fuck up and think for yourself, but people don't like that. No, you can't do that. You need to go get an education and a job and be an employee all your life and then get a retirement until the fucking stock market crashes and you lose all your shit. Like in 2008, the real estate market. I bought a, just so you know, okay, this is what motivated me. Okay, just so you know, running my own business, really successful. 2008 really hurt my business. But what really got me was this. This is no reflection on him whatsoever because this I take full accountability for my actions and my decisions. So I'm reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's another book you should read. But when you read a book like that, you don't know anything about what you're reading. You take what you want out of that. And then sometimes we translate it or manipulate it to what we want to do. That's what I did. I bought a house and second home in Las Vegas in 2008. I paid $299,000 for that house. And I kept reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's not just a real estate book. It's not. Okay. It, it's retraining you in your financial intelligence. He has a podcast, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Phenomenal. I listened to it. But what happened in 2008 with the real estate, real estate crash, just a crash. I don't even want to talk about bailouts and everything else. When our peasants lost 50% or more of your net worth and got wiped out and then they got divorced and whatever was left because of all the pressure and strain, the rest of it got wiped out. Present company included and other people. I talked to people. So I bought a house for $299,000 within a year. And then with the pressure from the financial strain and the meltdown on a global scale, that house went down to, are you ready for this? $99,000, $99,000. Try taking that ride. Of course it was all on paper until I got rid of it. And then at the time when my wife, I told her, I go, we should buy more. Oh, Jesus. Wait, you're fucking crazy. Bleh. Okay. Let's see. Something that was 300 grand at one time is worth $99,000. This is where the counterintuitive thing comes in. 
people always want to buy high, and I did. Because I got tired on the plane here, and oh yeah, I, I'm I live in uh, I want to say Phoenix in Arizona. No, that's not right. Sorry, Nevada, <laughs> Las Vegas, and my house doubled in the past five years. And I'm like, I got tired of hearing that. So I bought a second home for not just that reason, but it was definitely a influence in making my decision to buy one, and I did. Talk about learning a lesson. But not only on top of that, well, the, the, the end of that story was in my divorce, we short-sailed the home for like two twenty-five, dollars and the remaining mortgage was a little more than that, and we split the difference. I think we were twenty-five dollars upside down, which is shit compared to three hundred dollars following to ninety nine. That's 200 grand. And I, I had to sit on that house for 10 years before I could get some money to have some type of, if this is such a thing, sustainable or satisfactory loss. So, but that, that, the, the reason why I say that is all oh, go buy a house and that's your shoebox for your retirement and you live happily ever after wrong boy. Is that fucking wrong? And they'll say that's truth, and that's a fact. Well, it is to a point, I guess. But nobody's going to tell you that. I'm not buying a house to to uh, build equity in it and then rely on that for my retirement. Are you fucking nuts? No way. <laughs> no, not me. If you want to, I'm just saying me. I'm not giving advice. You do whatever you want. But that's what we're told to do. And people have done it. I'm not saying you can't do it or it hasn't been done. But for me, after learning that lesson, fuck no. <laughs> if anything, maybe I'll live rent free. And when I sell the house, I get my rent money back. But if you look at an amortization chart for a house and you sit on that fucker for the term of the mortgage, What'd you pay for your house? Oh, I paid 200 grand and it's worth 500 now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. 30 years ago. Well, why don't you look at the amortization table, dumbass? Cause you probably paid a half a million dollars for the fucking house. So you didn't make anything. See, <laughs> so I really question who has the best interest for you, except you. And I'll come on here and I'll talk about things, whether it happened when I was a kid, teenager, adult, midlife now, whatever 56 is, I don't fucking know. And more and more and more. But things have changed, man. You know when it first came out? Oh, my God. You could sign on. Well, first it was America Online, which was a joke. And then uh, that went bye-bye. And then you had Yahoo for your search engine that went bye-bye for the most part and Google came in, but then, but now you got to log in and, it, and now there's no anonymity and there's no information there that isn't controlled by bots or algorithms. And then when you're on America online, I don't think they sold your information for marketing things. Cause now you just turned into a commodity for, it still amazes me that people can take your information and you let them by the agreement, which nobody reads. I don't, 
And then now you're an asset for somebody because they're selling your information. That should be illegal. Well, you consented. I don't give a fuck. If I told a guy, go ahead, shoot, shoot myself in the head. He's not going to get charged with manslaughter. Come on. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I didn't get charged with murder because you said okay. Yeah, but involuntary manslaughter, voluntary manslaughter, they would get charged with, I would think. I'm not a lawyer. But the thing is, well, you signed off on it, so uh, it's not enforceable. What? I thought laws were laws. Moreover. So the reason why I came on here to do this episode is I'm trying to find a platform where I can't be deplatformed. I mean, Joe Rogan started here and I'm by no means comparing to anything to that other than the fact that he started here and they never fucked with them. So that's a good sign. There's their behavior thing again. Well, Tim, you're just going to get deplatformed anyway. Well, no, Joe Rogan was on here and started here and when he went to Spotify and they didn't fuck with him. So there you go. Maybe I won't get deplatformed here because the scariest thing that can happen is if you think for yourself and you don't care what people think about you to a point, but I'm even saying family, you really shouldn't care what people think of you. Like I said, it would be nice that everybody loved me, loved you and everything live happily ever after and all this crap. But what I've been taught and told and educated in is not true. Talk about fact checking. It's not true. Far from it. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go and stay here. I'm going to stay on freedom revolution network regardless, but I don't know how long that's going to, I don't know how long that will last and I don't want to get into that. So it won't be my choice. It's a survivability choice that because she's got a lot, a lot of shit on other platforms and I won't do that. I've seen people destroyed because they were monetized on YouTube and they were just happier picking shit until YouTube decided to demonetize them for no good reason at all. Except, uh-oh, they're making sense. They're telling the truth. They're making people think, uh-oh, can't do that. Deplatform. <laughs> what a mean, cruel thing to do to somebody. To take away your livelihood. Can't pay your bills. I'm telling you, man, the only thing we got left is free speech. But you can't attack people and call them names. And blame other people. Oh, the reason why you got that is because of white, white uh, privilege. Once you got an episode on that, by the way, and the person I talked to is black. <laughs> so go listen to it. It's in the archives. I encourage you to go listen to that. It's one of the number one downloaded podcasts. And she, she made me think, is there white privilege? Cause I didn't believe it, but she made some instances that she experienced by default, she was treated differently because she was black. And if you were white, you weren't treated that way. And that could be defined as white privilege. 
but this whole, well, you got this and that and everything else just because you're white. Listen, man, my skin is white. I tan like a motherfucker in the sun. I'm European descent and Cheyenne Native American Indian. Okay. So just because I'm white on the outside doesn't mean I'm white on the inside. And if you really want to go find out who you are, go do that ancestry bullshit and find out your genetic DNA. Cause you're going to find out nobody on this planet's hundred percent white. We're all mutts. So I've never fallen back on my, well, the reason why I've been oppressed is because I'm native American Indian. Fuck you. People don't even know that, but if you're successful, well, you got that cause you're white. Okay. That shit's got to stop. The the racism and the hate, there always be racism. There always will be racism. And if you don't believe that, yeah, everybody, racism's horrible. And we got to stop. And white, white, uh, what I say? White privilege and blah, 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 blah. As you go back home to your neighborhood where there's all people of your color. Really? Who's the racist? Well, I got to hang with my people. Uh, <laughs> exactly. If you're white, go move into a black neighborhood. If you're black, go move into a white neighborhood. Fuck all this. And then really, oh my God, God forbid a black woman loses their man who's black to a white woman. Holy fuck. My granddaughter's half black. Her dad's black. My daughter's white. If you want to get into this black and white bullshit. And all we heard was. No, this, mm -hmm, white people cannot raise a black child. Mm -mm. Really? Huh? And that's not racist. Uh. Oh, and then I heard, believe it or not, I forgot about this. So I got Sirius XM radio in my car, my truck, my car, my car. Well, I have it on my phone too. But I was listening to urban something talk radio. I'm African-American. And somebody said that racism is a virus. Like, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. And I'm listening to this and I could see the analogy to a point and viruses can't go away and you can't get, you can't get rid of them. You can't kill them or whatever. So racism is never going to die. Okay. Uh, but I think, I think there's some validity to that. I don't agree with all of it, but I think racism is taught. My dad's racist. I didn't catch the virus from him. If it was a virus, I would have caught it. But he didn't, he didn't teach me and sit me down and go, all right, son. I don't even know how this conversation would go. All right, son. See these people, if they're not white or they're a different color or whatever, they talk funny or they look different or they eat different foods. You stay away from them because those are bad people. I guess. I don't know. Would that how a racism discussion go? 
but he had his opinions and I knew they were wrong, but you still pick that up from osmosis or just hanging around people. So it's taught, but indirectly, I don't know the correct word for it is, but that's transferred from mom and dad to the kids because the kids don't know any better. So they pick it up. Well, dad didn't like black people. So I guess I'm not going to like black people. No, see, uh -uh. that didn't work for me. And when I raised my kids, I didn't teach them and say, look, these people are different. Stay away from them. They're bad. They're wrong. It was a multicultural thing. Just like I grew up in streamwood was a highly diversified, not to the point that it is now, but it was. And back then it was unheard of. I had Asian friends, black friends, Hispanic friends. They were friends. I didn't see any difference in anything. We're fucking people. I don't think racism is a virus. I think it's a fucked up educational transfer of knowledge. So you would say system. And the only way it's going to stop is if you quit telling your fucking kids that or other people that have power to tell other people that's the way it is through public media. It's not a virus. It's a constant reminder of people being assholes. And that was the norm back in the day to have slaves and treat people like that because they were different because they could, because they thought they were better. That was white privilege, no doubt. But there was also slave owners of the same color too, because see, that's how it was transferred. Well, that's just the norm. No, that's not. Don't be apathetic when something so horrible is happening. And right now, a lot of people are being apathetic because they don't want to be singled out or they don't want to be called a white supremacist or you think that way because you're a racist. Oh, come on. Fuck you. Really? And all cops are bad. Oh, okay. No. So I want to not get deplatformed, but I also want this show to grow. And quite honestly, it'd be nice to get paid for it, but I don't see anybody hiring, <laughs> hiring me. This is not going to happen because I don't fit the agenda. I don't care about the agenda. I don't care about making corporation money. I really don't care too much about me making money, but I got to survive. And Spreaker's got a little bit different of a format. I've thought about doing the shows and make them premium and you got to pay for them, but I don't think that's going to work because I wouldn't do it. Like, fuck you. I ain't paying for your show. Too many other ones out there for free. And I don't want to rely on commercial sponsors because the day I say something that's very truthful and hits home, they're going to tell me to go fuck myself. And don't want that either. And I don't want to be on platforms that can ban you with the click of a mouse. I don't want that either. So I don't know what the answer is, but I do know where not to go. 
But for now, I'm just going to stay on Podbean. For now. Figure it out. I got a Mac. This thing is fucking awesome. If you're looking to buy a computer, I would really suggest looking at a Mac. I've used Windows forever. I know Windows. I got a Mac back in 99 when the Y2K bug was coming and the end of the world was coming and nothing of the kind happened, but the Mac OS system in the BIOS didn't just look at the two, the two last digits in a four digit date code. That was a problem and not a goddamn thing happened, but I went to Mac anyway, just to be sure. Cause they scared the living fuck out of me. Oh, no. the power plants are going to shut down. Uh, your computer isn't going to work. Uh, it doesn't know what to do. It might go to zero. It'll be the year zero, zero. What? Are you stupid? Who in the fuck would do that with programming? Well, just so you know, back in the day, just having two digits, two numerical, uh, what is it? Alpha numerical characters cost a lot of money. A lot of money just to have on a hard drive. And now it's like, you know, we've gone from, well, my Hewlett Packard was a 230 megabyte hard drive. This fucking thing's got a terabyte. <laughs> so it's like, what? And a thumb drive has a, a terabyte. I mean, it's just crazy how the cost of storage has come down. But who in God's name would fucking put a computer code with two digits? Idiot. But nothing happened. And those were facts. Hmm. So all I'm going to ask is you just listen to what I have to say. I'll put sarcasm and stuff. I'll say things to make you think. I'm not going to come on here and tell you how to think. Or this is the way it is. And blah, blah, here's the documents. I say, fuck your documents. Okay. What is, what is your intuitiveness for you to be a good human and be a happy, peaceful human? That's it. But unfortunately, we don't live in a world like that. So I have to call things out and say the way I see them, directly or indirectly, how I dealt with it and how I am dealing with it. Think of it like therapy, but <laughs> it's like, like I said, Seinfeld, a show about nothing, because I never know what I'm going to talk about. Saturday Night Live with parody. And I don't know what else. I don't know what else, but I also love helping up and coming musicians. I think I'm going to interview Margarita Monet tonight. I'm waiting for her to give me a time. The lead singer, edge of paradise, check them out on YouTube. That's another thing that pisses me off. And I'm going to shut up is no matter when I play music, there's an algorithm to distort it. And that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Let people hear this music so they get fans and they buy it. Oh, no. No, we just lost one penny for streaming off Spotify, and we got to make money. Well, if people can't hear it, dumb fuckers, they're not going to listen to it. I don't get it. I'm going to scramble this podcast and this show with an algorithm so you can't hear it until you pay me. <laughs> yeah, that's going to work. Uh, I don't, I don't get the thinking. I, I just don't, don't get it. I bought more albums and more music and have become a lifelong fan of bands that still don't even exist because somebody said, Hey Tim, listen to this. What the fuck is that? 
And all streaming is is personalized streaming nine times out of 10 with earbuds. So other people ain't going to hear it. Unlike when you're in your radio in your car or somebody popped in a cassette or even an A-track, God forbid, back in the day. A-track player. What's that? <laughs> Look it up. Uh, CD player, whatever. And you get in the car, it's like, who the fuck is this? That's how I found out about Sammy Hagar back in 1980, 81. I'm a lifelong diehard fucking fan. And that guy made me pick up the guitar because I was so inspired. If there was streaming right now and everything, I never would have. I don't think I ever would have heard him ever. I don't know. This show has to be shared. Listen to this guy. <laughs> okay. Or don't listen to this guy. I mean, listen to him, but don't listen to him. That, this needs to be shared. So that's what I'm going to ask you to do. But for now, I'm going to be on here. Thanks for coming on. I don't know how long is it, how long has it been? An hour. That's good. Yeah, I wanted at least an hour to three hours, depending on whatever. But quite honestly, I didn't plan on even coming on for that long. But that's what happens because it all runs into it. I'm gonna end it on this. I know I said that already, but it, this is it. I have a friend. And she goes, I heard you on Facebook live. And this is a friend I've known for 40 years, but we lost contact. That's one good thing about Facebook. As long as it don't destroy, destroys marriages. I don't want to get into that, but she's a woman and she's single. I'm single, whatever. But she's like, I heard your Facebook live and I was like drawn to it. She goes, don't ask me why, but I was, she goes, I want to do that. I'm like, really? I go, Okay. She goes, what do I need? And I told her, you need a good mic. I told her what I use that you need a mixer and you need a computer. Really? I go, yeah. So I looked it up on Amazon. I sent her the leaks links. She already bought the shit. She can't wait for me to come set it up for her. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to resonate with you and go, what in the fuck is this guy talking about? I never heard nothing like this before. Yeah, exactly. And then you do what you got to do and pass it on, pay it forward, buy a mic, practice. Takes a long time. I hear shows when they first started doing this. I'm like, oh my God, that's horrible. That's horrible. Nobody likes, unless you're a narcissist, nobody likes listening to your own voice, let alone how you speak, your cadence, your accent, your tone. Your tone's huge. Your tone is huge. Inflection. Spacing. I mean, everything. It's a mind fuck. But in the end, You'll figure it out. Just like playing guitar. Oh my God. Oh Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Same thing. Singing. I don't know. I don't sing. I don't want to sing. I guess I would try, but oh boy, that would be really bad, really bad, but you got to start somewhere. So I'm here to make you think. And then the only action I want you to take is improve your life. Share the show buy a mic, buy a mixer and do your own fucking podcast. Cause who knows? I mean, I've worked with people. This is only a hobby. I've worked with people in the past and they're kicking ass. 
Sheila Solinsky, the w- vigil, uh, the weekend vigilante. Now it's, uh, she's a minister and she's in Canada. I just actually reached out to her last night, but I don't know if she's going to respond. I don't really care, but she's kicking ass. I worked with her back at Freedomizer Radio. Great. She took it and fucking ran with it. So maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I I really don't want to do that. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't. This is a hobby and it's fun. And when I lose my passion and my fun to do this, I'm done. It's not about the money. It's not about popularity. It's not anything of the kind. It's not about getting friends or making enemies or anything that it's about you. That's it. So radio, what parlor-esque? Hello. Welcome. But it's time to go. This show is over, man. That's it. It's game over, man. Why don't you put her in charge, asshole? Okay, I'm leaving. That's it. Thanks for listening to me. Share the show. And uh, have a great day. And I might be back tonight, hopefully with an interview with the band The Edge of of Paradise. Edge of Paradise. With Margarita Monet, the lead singer. Awesome. Beautiful soul. Beautiful person. And then possibly Dave Bates, the lead guitar player. Uh, I'll let you know. So that's it. Thanks for listening to me and have a great day. And please share this show. And I hope I made some sense. You have been listening to the original Red Pill Show.